it's Daria Marinova, and we usually do that in Russian, but today we have a special guest, superstar Nigel Dose. So we're gonna do English version, and later I'm gonna translate all of it for the Russian viewers, because you have a lot of fans in the Russian-speaking countries. Sounds good. Hello, Nigel. So is this a museum of Nigel Dose, or what's going on behind your back? Uh, just a couple of nice jerseys that I've uh, collected over the years. I've played with a few teams, so it's nice to have uh, some some memories and uh, stories up on the wall. Well, thank you for your time, but did you have a few minutes to golf this morning? <laughs> yeah, these days I'm always uh, finding some extra time to, to play a little extra golf. So uh, it's been, been a fun summer uh, being able to play a few more rounds and stick around home for a little bit longer than I'm used to leaving uh, in July and you know enjoying a full summer uh, back home. So do you really love golf? Because right now I'm getting an idea that you want to become a professional player. Well, I know I'm never going to be a professional golfer, but I do enjoy the game. I, I enjoy uh, the highs and lows of it. And uh, it's definitely taken uh, some extra time for me this summer, uh, you know, not focusing on the off-ice training and then on the on-ice training as much, uh, just being able to, you know, spend time with my family and enjoy the nice weather and, and also, you know, play play some more golf or extra golf this summer. So is there a chance that you're going to pull Tom Brady and just be back? No, I don't think so. Uh, I'm quite content with uh, where things are in my life. Um, you know, I haven't really had the, the itch or anything to, to get back and I was Got hurt in January. I was trying to make it back for playoffs and then had another uh, injury come up that needed surgery and, and stuff. So it was not an ideal way to, to end a career. But, you know, a lot of times in, in hockey, you don't get to go out on your own terms. And uh, I thought I was going to be able to, but, you know, sometimes uh, things happen. And fortunately uh, enough, I, I'm, I'm healthy now and, and I'm good. So it's nice to, to start, you know, the next part chapter of my life, uh, you know, with not in any pain or, or having any issues and being able to enjoy everything. So how long did it take you to make that decision? I kind of knew going into last season, it was going to be my last year. Um, the way of my life was with uh, Benson growing up and, and just the career, I, I have enjoyed it. and. You know, I think uh, the timing was uh, was nice. Benson's going into grade two and we wanted to kind of have some more structure and and not, you know, going to two different schools each year and, and moving back and forth. So, yeah, I think it was going to be something that, you know, things went really, really well and stuff maybe would have changed my mind. But even with the injury and, and not being able to finish the, the season um, playing or, you know, the way I would have wanted on the ice, um, I knew it was the right choice because my mind didn't really change even though I, you know, I got hurt and wasn't able to, to play past January. So I think that was the first clue that I was uh, making the right decision and, and nothing's really changed since then. So how did your son and wife react? Um, I mean, I think these kind of decisions are all family decision. I don't think just, just myself making it. Um, you know, I think they're both excited and sad at the same time. You know, we're excited to, to be back home in Canada full time. Uh, after living 12 years in, in Europe and in Russia and and um, yeah, but also sad because we're going to miss it. I mean, my, my brother was just playing a, in the world police fire games. He's a firefighter and he was playing hockey and that and we went and watched him and, you know, it brings back a lot of memories and, and just seeing that kind of competition and uh, and just people playing hockey again. I mean, I haven't had any uh, much time on the ice. I haven't had any actually. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just want to kind of step away for a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been such a big part of our, our lives. 
um, that, you know, I think it, it will take a little bit of time to get used to not being at the rink all the time. But I'm sure now with Betson playing hockey, we'll, we'll find our ways back to the rink pretty quickly. Okay. What was your childhood dream? Do you remember that? Oh, I think like most Canadians or even hockey players, uh, my dream was to make the NHL. And, uh, you know, you never really think that that's a possibility or, or maybe it's the opposite you think it's an easy possibility as a kid where you know it's just like oh it can't be that hard you know you go and play hockey and and then go out and, and play but um you know it's a, it's definitely a grind it's a long road and a lot of hard work so um lucky enough for myself i was able to to make that uh, dream come true and you know it's uh, a few years of my life that i'll never forget and you know it seems like a lifetime ago um playing that uh, playing in the nhl and playing in north america but um i definitely remember that fondly and um yeah now i'll get to watch it a lot <laughs> yeah we'll go back to that so yeah. a lot of achievements here there all over the place all over the world so i had to write it down uh five seasons in, in the nhl five nhl teams u18 gold with team canada new york rangers draft pick overall 12 seasons in khl and germany and six khl all-star games i mean that's crazy have you ever dreamed about it no i think the last couple of months doing a couple of interviews and talking to people and and just kind of sitting back and and thinking about it a little bit um you know i think you start to realize you know some of the the great seasons i was able to have and i mean i i loved my time in russia and in kazakhstan um just playing in the khl it was not something that you know you would dream of but i mean i was i'm so excited that i was able to do it and and have that experience because it's, uh, it's such a great hockey league um, i was able to have a lot of fun um, on the ice and, and play a game i love and you know i know i have a lot of fans and followers and and stuff from from kazakhstan especially and and also in russia and i mean it was just uh, such a great part of my life and such a great experience that um you know times i'll never forget you know with this interview i really would like people to understand how great you are not only you are a humble person like if we are speaking about khl i mean i mean come on it's huge it used to be part of european hockey and china hockey and you are a superstar i remember the first time when i met you and i was literally shaking because i needed to ask you about the interview it was all-star game in ufa and always always every time i needed to go out there people editors they only wanted interview with you because you are the rock star the superstar whatever and you were so humble and I, i can remember like right now like it's the same feeling like you're almost shaking you're speaking with this almost wayne gretzky where uh-huh. yes it is you can be yeah you can be modest i will not be modest about <laughs> you and he's such a down-to-earth guy he's like sure of course yeah interview no problem and i remember that everything was over at that cage hall all-star game and you came up to me you were like oh you know i promised the interview like exclusive interview let's talk and i'm like oh my god see that's professionalist so what's well, your parents I, influence i mean you are such a down-to-earth super great guy yeah i mean i think yeah it's definitely started with my parents and i think uh, as as you grow up and and go along like i mean you need a little bit of swagger to you to play the game and and play at a top level but i mean you always want to treat people uh with respect and you never know when you might need you know things from them or when things might be changed and, and you know maybe you're on the other side of things so i think you it's always nice to to be remembered as a you know a respectful player and, and a respectful person and 
I mean, for me too, at that point, living abroad, I mean, trying to learn the the language and not knowing it so well. I mean, it was always a breath breath of fresh air to be able to speak English. And I mean, your English is very good. And it was, uh, you know, just not only to do the interview, but just to kind of like talk and chat and, and see, you know, like what you're seeing about the league, the players, um, you know, you kind of get like a different side, side of it. And, um, you know, that was always nice. And not just, you're not the only uh, reporter that would speak English, but I mean, it was always, always nice to, you know, kind of do those ones in English and not just a couple of questions, but uh, be able to sit and, and chat and, and kind of get to know more about uh, Russian hockey. You see, you're still trying to be nice, not just trying, you are nice. <laughs> like you're trying to turn the table and push it on me. No, you're the nice guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you survive in Russia and Kazakhstan without knowing Russian? Um, I think you go to a lot of the same places that have English menus and uh, English servers and, um, you know, you kind of learn. I mean, I definitely knew, you know, a little bit of Russian, but not enough to be like conversational, but um, to kind of get around uh, to say a few phrases, um, if you got yourself in trouble or lost or something where you could get some help. And I think you kind of Yeah, you get more and more comfortable each year. I mean, the first year is definitely a lot of culture shock, but um, as you as you settle in and you kind of figure your way out around the city and, and stuff, uh, the imports really, really help each other a lot. And, you know, you form quite a tight bond with them as well as some of uh, the Kazakhs and the Russians. I mean, at the end of the day, when you once you get on the ice, it's it's pretty easy to, to live and, and be over there. Um, you know, it's just kind of away from the ice that sometimes it can be a little bit uh, harder but um yeah you you kind of you kind of find a way to to get by and um you know there's a lot of good people around you did you ever feel um like special treatment did you feel your superstar status be honest no i mean it was a while i think probably was like the fourth year before mm -hmm. you know i because someone would see me out and ask me for a picture or something um And it always seemed to be at a grocery store. I don't know what it was with grocery stores, but it was always, it was like you couldn't go to a grocery store and then it's just like after, you know, one person took it, there's a couple other people. But after the first time that happened, uh, you know, yeah, it seemed like almost like every time I was at a grocery store or supermarket or something, someone would come up to me. So it was kind of funny. We kind of joked about it. But um, yeah, I think after that, yeah, four years or so in, in, in Astana, um, you know, the game was growing a lot. The team was going, trending in the right direction. We we're getting better each year. And, um, you know, they're, they're really passionate fans and they watch a lot of games on TV if they weren't able to make it. And I think um, you could, yeah, you get recognized here and there, but I don't think I was treated any differently. Um, for the most part, we treated pretty respectfully. Um, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of pushing and shoving or people kind of trying to get right up to the front of the line, but, um, For the most part, uh, it was a good experience. What about pressure, like from the fans, from management? Like you're a superstar, you're supposed to deliver. Um, yeah, I think that comes with any job, um, and I think there's there's ups and downs with that. I mean, when you're doing your job, it's obviously it's a great feeling, and when when you're not, uh, it can be tough. But um, the thing about hockey is it's such a team game that it's not always just one player. So I mean, you could you could play really good and lose, and you could play really bad and win. So um, you know, it's all about kind of lifting your teammates up and being being there as much as you can and, and playing as well as you can as a team. I mean, there's a, there hasn't been any championship teams that have won with one good player or two good players. You know, you see the teams come together. Yes, guys can go on a run and, and get really hot, but it's not like basketball or football where your star player is going to get the ball every time you're out there. I mean, you know, you might not touch the puck for a few shifts. It doesn't, you can't just hand somebody the puck, like you got to get it. So 
Um, it's definitely a different different feel that way. Um, but I think, you know, you, you start to embrace it and, and you go out and um, you kind of, a lot of us, you know, thrive under that pressure. So um, it, was, it was definitely a lot of fun to, to kind of have that uh, on you and, and kind of learn the goods and bads of it and the ups and downs of it to, to try and uh, be able to play your best uh, all the time. And let's talk uh, like a little about the off the ring stuff. Is there any food that you really liked, enjoyed, maybe miss it a little? I guess no. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, there is some, but I, I think like it's so, it's still so, well, I mean, even now just being in Germany the last two years, like, but it's still like, I, there's going to be a lot of things I miss and, and not just about hockey, but you like living in Russia, living in Germany, uh, living in Kazakhstan, like all of that. Um, you know, but it, it hasn't really hit yet because it's not, it doesn't feel necessarily real. I mean, nothing's really changed um, in my life except that I don't have to go to the gym if I don't want to, you know, like it's like I've always been home for the summers, um, you know, going to the gym's not, you know, at the top of the priority list to stay shape, stay, staying in shape and, and skating and, and working out towards next season. So now it's just been, you know, relaxing, enjoying the summer and spending time with friends and family and, and stuff so I think kind of come October November I think it's going to start to really hit where it's like okay now the weather's starting to change it's getting colder at home and and you know now what are we going to do with our time and then I think those longer days and the colder days you're going to sit back and and think about all the times that you know we when we were living in Kazakhstan or, or different games and different people visiting different trips we've been on uh, different experiences like that so um, I still think it's a little bit too soon to to really have those those huge, you know, like look back and, and remember moments, even on my career, I think it's still, you think about it a little bit, but it's still not there. Like it's still, I haven't really completely sat back and really gone over everything that I've kind of, you know, accomplished and, and been able to do. So um, yeah, one day. <laughs> that's right. And that's why we're gonna do this interview and we're gonna have another one, like, I don't know, in a year, in five years, so we can yeah. compare how change, how change things and everything around you. What about your family? Because I know your parents, they used to visit you in Russia and Kazakhstan, right? And since you guys are Canadians, you're not really scared of the bad weather. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. I mean, they're, that's another thing I think as a younger player you don't realize that you know it's not always about when, when it when it ends it's not always about you and i think part of the the things that you know weighed into my decision about retiring is, is your family i mean not just my wife and, and benson but also you know your parents uh brothers like my brother just had a, a baby girl uh, nine months ago so you know like just things that you're kind of like missing um as you get older and you know your parents start to get older and you've missed all these things over all these years that you kind of you want to be around for for things as 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 they start aging and also that means i've been aging as well and even though i don't feel old i mean <laughs> you know in the hockey world i'm definitely old and uh you can definitely feel that the last couple of years are not so much on the ice or at the rink but just away from the rink um you know do you have different priorities and you have different uh, you know life commitments you know, uh as maybe some of the younger players and you know i asked a few people like if they want to ask you anything through me and it's really funny. Do you remember Mike Pilino? That's yes. That yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, t I just asked him, like, do you have maybe a question or two for Nigel? And I swear he gave me a list. <laughs> so I'm sorry. This one is going to be like separate interview from Mike Pilino. Yeah. 
Okay, so Mike asks that you were one of the best shootout scorers in the history of the New York Rangers. So I need to ask you what's your favorite move was and how did you practice that? I think my two favorite moves were probably, especially when I was in New York, I think it was, um, you know, low blocker coming down the right side and kind of like just a quick shot low blocker or, um, or a quick shot five hole. And I think as you have more reps or more chances in the shootout, um, everybody's watching video and stuff. So then you want to try and, you know, come up with some moves that you can kind of start the same way, but maybe you know, you finish something different and maybe it's a fake shot and you go to a deke after that if, if goalies are watching or, or what might happen. But um, I don't know if it really practiced. I, I know I had a, you know, a good snapshot and I really used that to, to my advantage. I had a quick release and, and it was really accurate. It wasn't the hardest shot and it wasn't always, you know, like this big slap shot, but um, I practiced a lot just releasing the puck. And as the sticks got better and the one piece and the technology, it just kind of made things a little bit easier on the release and I think um, you know it's definitely one of my strongest points in my game. Can you say someone is your favorite hockey player right now or maybe someone you just enjoy watching? Um, You know I haven't watched a ton of hockey over the last few years I mean just being in Europe you you watch highlights and stuff but with the time change it's so hard to watch actual games and that's something that I'm really looking forward to you know just being able to watch hockey games live and and kind of sit back with Benson and and watch uh, games on TV or go go watch some you know Jets games and some other teams coming through there there's so much skill and so much speed in these young players that um, you know it's very entertaining I mean the highlights are super entertaining but just to watch you know as a former player to watch all the little things that they do and, and how skilled they are and, and how good they are doing it at, at such high speeds um, it's definitely something that I'm excited to, to go and watch um, I mean I've I'm sure everybody loves watching McDavid. He's just so fast and so skilled. Um, and watching McDavid and Drysdale together is in the highlights is always uh, pretty fun. So they're definitely at the top of uh, of my list. And you know Nathan McKinnon, you know, and maybe even some of the guys that not many guys that I still play or used to play with or have played with playing. But um, you know Crosby's always. Uh, at the top of the league and, and oh no you ball. beat me to it because i was yeah. like dude <laughs> yeah so um yeah we might try and get out to a game uh you know when pittsburgh comes through winnipeg oh so can you like just call sydney cross uh, no, hey can i get I a probably, ticket i probably wouldn't do that i'm sure there'll be tickets available you can try and uh, to go and buy some or, or maybe somebody uh, on the jets might be able to to help me out but we'll uh, we'll see when the time comes <laughs> Okay, thank you. Now Mike wants to know, I should ask you about the father's trips and why they were so special. Well, the first one didn't get off to a good start because uh, my dad actually slept in and when I went to pick him up from the hotel, he wasn't ready and I almost missed my meeting because of that. So I was not uh, happy to start uh, start the first father's trip, especially as a younger player in New York, uh, you know, almost missing a meeting, having to leave my car running in the parking lot and run in to, to make sure I wasn't late for the meeting. Um, luckily I made it on time and, you know, I guess there, there was no consequences, but um, you know, it's always, always fun to have you know your dad's around or mom's around now especially on a lot of the, the trips because they they sacrifice and put so much into to all these players uh, careers and lives 
Um, so to be able to, to share with them and, you know, just some of the travel or the dinners or the stories, uh, you know, it's always uh, pretty special. And, you know, my dad's met a lot of people and any, anybody who's been around uh, when he's in town probably has met him because he's always just walking around the rink introducing himself and talking to people, even if they don't understand what he's saying. But uh, he's got a huge personality and he, he's, uh, he's a great person and uh, a great guy to, to be able to share some of those things with. That's a good story. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a- not for him, but <laughs> I don't know if Mike knows that, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why were you so good in the KHL? I mean, he he asked that. I mean, I think a lot of, I mean, especially in hockey, I mean, it's it's confidence. It's, um, you know, being able to play with good players. I was very fortunate to have some very good line mates and, and not just that, I mean, you could have two really good players that just don't mesh together, don't you know aren't able to play well together so I was fortunate that you know my game kind of you know blended well with with my line mates and that we were able to to figure it out and but yeah it was it was a lot of fun I think being able to play a lot of minutes and in every situation I mean other than the the NHL that was kind of what I did my whole career so it's a little bit different when you know you go from being a top line player to maybe having to play on the you know the third line or the fourth line and you're not playing as much I mean, it happens to, you know, 95% of the players, but, um, you know, not, uh, not everyone's going to be a superstar in the NHL and you got to find different ways to, to make your game good. And, um, you know, I was able to kind of just get back to what I had done my whole career and you know, I was, you know, be an offensive player, score goals and, and trying to, to create a, a, a offense. So, um, yeah, I think looking back on it, I had some some really good playmakers on my lines and uh you know they made my job a lot easier trying to trying to score goals now that i'm trying to remember i think martin Bredor was one of your favorite goalies right in the nhl uh i scored a few goals on him yeah <laughs> not everyone did but you did no, quite did. a few times i uh i don't know why it happened but um You know, I think in my last year in New York, I think I have 14 goals and I think six of them were against him or four or something like that. But I mean, sometimes you're just in the right place at the right time. I was able to, you know, score some some nice goals and some ugly ones against him. But, um, you know, it's always fun. And we play New, uh, New Jersey more than a lot of the other teams. So I think that's uh, part of the reason as well. No, there must be another secret. Yeah. You know something. Well, close your eyes and shoot. <laughs> That was your secret? <laughs> no. No, I mean, some things, sometimes things just happen. I mean, there's not really a reason for it. I mean, situations, time, parts, plays in the game. I mean, when you get your opportunities, you you, you want to try and bear down and, and score. And sometimes they hit the post and go out. Sometimes they hit the post and go in. And I mean, you probably take the same shot again. And, uh, you know, you might have a different outcome. But I think it was just a funny or lucky story in my career. Yeah, we should ask uh, Bredor about that. You see, I, I interviewed him before you a while ago. Uh, I didn't know you back then, so we yeah. need to do something about it. Yeah. It's really cool, yeah. Okay, Mike wants to know, can you name a couple of the most memorable teammates? Brandon Bachensky, Dustin Boyd, Stefan DaCosta, Martin St. Pierre. Those were a lot of my line mates, so I'll give their thanks first. But I mean, uh, you know, Roman Starchenko and uh, Astana, he's still playing and he was always a, a great player, uh, one of the best Kazakh players of all time. And it was fun to watch him play. Uh, Anatoly Golashev, when I got to Avtomobilis, he was just starting and, you know, now he's uh, 
he's one of the top players in, in on his team and in the league and you know watching him now it's uh fun to see how far he's come uh, i got to play with uh, zarapov which unfortunately was kind of later in both of our careers so I, it would have been nice to play with him when we were when i was a little bit younger but uh you know the his history and how well of a career how big of a career he had and and how important he is to russian hockey it was uh it was nice to, to be in the locker room and play on the same team as him and uh, i never played with him but playing against him and having a lot of battles and uh, not so much physical but scoring back and forth uh with mosiak and was always fun um you know he arguably the best russian player well in, in the khl for sure uh, in the history and just to be able to play so many games being in the eastern conference and in the same division and, and seeing him score almost at will was looking back on it now is it, it was really cool to see at the time it sucked because he'd always be scoring against us but um yeah it was just a lot of a lot of fun to be there firsthand to, to see uh, all those players play with and and against them so one of those guys he told me that you love shoes i think i've asked you about that like once before so you really love shoes you collect shoes is that true I don't think I collect them. I mean, I have a lot of shoes now. I think I have more golf shoes. They're more of the purchases these days. But um, you know, you just want to have comf comfortable shoes, and you want you want to, to be stylish and kind of go uh, have different options depending on what you're wearing. So it's uh, you know, shoes can can be a big part of that. And over the years, uh, I've bought a few pairs. No, 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 no. One of your teammates said that you have new shoes every day. That's different. Well, I don't know. I wish that was the case, but um, no, not not every day. But um, you know, I, I'm I do have a few. Well, pairs. We need to call your wife. Well, she, she has more. She has more shoes than me, so she also <laughs> likes shoes. So maybe that's where I get it from. <laughs> so did you bring all of them home? Like from uh, all the ones that I was still wearing, yeah, for the most part. I mean, when we left, uh, I mean, I think our biggest move was leaving Astana. And I think we had 23 or 24 hockey bags going home. So that's one thing I won't miss is packing up and, you know, flying across the world. And, you know, now it's just one suitcase anywhere I go. I know it's only going to be for a few days or a week or something like that. You don't have to pack up your whole life. And, um, you know, so I'm a pretty good packer, but now it's going to be real easy to, to do all the packing. Was it hard to choose an apartment in Kazakhstan and Russia? Like, how was the process? <laughs> no, um, I think the first time, the first time I think it was tough. And especially you go in, you got, you know, four or five guys are going with a real estate agent and they show you and you kind of have to like pick on the spot, but you don't know what the next one's going to look like. And you don't know if that one's going to be available if you don't take it now. So it's almost like a game of chicken and you, you don't know what's going to be behind, you know, doors A, B and C. Um, but as the years went on, you know, I think uh, the apartments, they had more and more options and they, they were getting, uh, you know, more modern. And, um, you know, I think maybe our fourth apartment in Astana was, you know, we had it for three years and it was great. And it, was, um, it felt like a home and, um, you know, it, was, it wasn't uh, the hardest thing to, to pick. Um, and as we got used to it and kind of knowing what to expect, uh, I think it was, uh, you know, one of the easier things to to sort out once we got there. Did you drive? I did drive. Uh, I drove the whole time. The only place I didn't drive was in, well, no, I even drove a little bit in Kazan. So, yeah, I drove ever. Oh, no, uh, Ekaterinburg was the only place we had a driver. We didn't have a car. So that would have been uh, the only place that I didn't drive. I'm just trying to understand, you know, how different was the life home and the life 
I think you get you get used to it. I mean, I I think now a lot of the guys have drivers,、um, you know. But when we went over there, they had two cars for eleven us eleven of us players to drive. So you know, there was no way that we were supposed to get to share them and and stuff. So we kind of it took you know a little bit, but after you know maybe a month or so, we we were comfortable. We kind of knew our way around the city and. Um, you know, sometimes you still get lost, but I mean that happens, and you just kind of find a way out of it, and and you go on your way. So we, a lot of times, we'd have more landmarks as、uh, instead of street names, just to kind of like figure out how are you going to get around because we couldn't all read the the street names when we first got there. So you know, at this big yellow building, you turn left, or at the orange building, you turn right, and then. Yeah,、uh, that's kind of how we made our way around, and we we would,、uh, but you know, you figure it out once you kind of throw yourself in, into it. It's、uh, it's not it's not too difficult. What about money? Was it easy to get used to new money? Because you know, like I remember, no, it's, still, it's still not. I mean, I don't. I mean, not, not well, not now. I don't need to, but it's.、Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean the the exchange rates and stuff. You're always you know going through on your phone and looking and. You know, you have all these extra zeros, and you just don't know what it is. And then you're like, "Oh, it's so much money!" And then you're like, "Oh, it was twenty dollars." So it's just <laughs> it, it, it was all a little bit bigger than than it seemed. But、um, yeah, I think it's all part of、uh, the experience. And、um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Although sometimes you would think, "Oh yeah," and then you like pay, and then you like do the trend or the the exchange after, and then you realize you spent way more than you thought you were, or it was way less, or something like that. But so you, you definitely had to be careful if it was something a little bit bigger to purchase, just to make sure you weren't,、uh, you know, overspending on it. One thing they don't have in, in NHL the breaks. Like I forgot how do they call them in KHL like European breaks or something?、Oh, yeah, European breaks or like national team breaks. Yeah. So how did you spend them usually? Like, did you guys travel? Um, if we had enough time, we would definitely try to travel.、Um, you know, I think that's part of the the nice thing about being in Europe is having those breaks and being able to see different parts of the world,、uh, going on different trips, kind of just、uh, you know, little R and R time and recovery and and resting and, and and touring around. So for us, a lot of the time it was Dubai is just a, a direct flight from a lot of、uh, you know the Russian cities,、um, and the weather was always nice. So. Uh, it's definitely a pretty cool experience. After a few years, I think it kind of got a little bit. I mean, although it's always changing, but you know, it would have been nice to be able to see a few different places. But at that time, you just kind of want some nice weather, and that's、uh, that was the easiest、uh, guarantee for for good weather. Let's、uh, go back to the All Star Games. <laughs> that was、uh, my first one. <laughs> that was that was、uh, that was I mean, the best co- the best coach I've ever had, right? Thank you. Yes, well, <laughs> first one as a coach. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Because I want to go back to this one because this that year and that All Star changed my life forever. <laughs> so the first time ever, KHL for some reason decided to bring the KHL female reporters as coaches, assistant coaches. But we had some drama in our locker room, not related to. <laughs> The players or us, we were fine.、Yeah. But still,、um, Kevin Dalman, he was well. I don't. I want to say mean, but he really gave me a hard time, and I, I credit him for becoming so tough. And that's something I needed in Russia, like just become tough. And he helped me with that. But how was it? I don't know. How was like? Was it weird for you guys that a girl in the locker room? I felt really bad at first. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I don't think it was that weird. I mean, you got or the you the girls as reporters were were around a lot anyway. So, I mean, the four assistant coaches, you know, they were all very 
successful reporters in, in the KHL and, and in Russia. So I think um, you just had to kind of time be in the room at the right time. You couldn't stay in there the whole time. But um, but you guys, no, it was nice. I think it was a great reward. And just to kind of get the behind the scenes, um, you know, interviews or talk or just to kind of learn them. I, like you said, you hadn't been in a coaching aspect before. And uh, I think it was a nice thing that the, the league did to to kind of broaden, you know, get more fans and, and get more more eyes on the game. But, uh, you know, Kevin hardened me up too when I first got there. He wasn't, uh, he was welcoming, he but also, you, you know, yeah, oh yeah, he, he makes everyone earn it. And that's why he was such a good leader and a good player. You know, <laughs> nothing is ever just handed over. And, you know, it, uh, it took a little bit of while for me to, to adjust to the game over there. But, um, you know, Kevin and I still keep in touch. And, you know, he, he was known for not ever taking it easy on anyone in practice. And I think that's, uh, you know why we were such good players is because he he made sure that you were going to come and, and play your best and practice your best too so um you know yeah it was it was fun yeah one thing i told myself i will not break and i didn't break <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad we couldn't win that tournament though they all, well, also, we, we were too busy having fun because yeah like, you know, some people they put it a lot in they want to win it and you know we were just there for a good time to celebrate that's actually, um, that was the hardest part because at first that's like, you know, they just said that you guys going to do that, but no one explained what are we going to do. No one knew what are we going to do. So it was kind of, kind of, they just threw us out there. It's like, do whatever. Yeah. Uh, I had to take step by step and actually do. Well, I think we lost, didn't we lose our head coach like right before the game or the day before or something? Yeah. Too, so. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. We had a lot of drama that wasn't related to the KHL All-Star. And yeah. sometimes, like, somehow we had to handle all of that and just, you know, keep, like, being focused on the game, having fun. And it was hard. Yeah, yeah, it was especially. But, you know, it was fun. The fans were great. And being able to play an All-Star game in Astana was, uh, was definitely very special. It was. They called you the king. I yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm the king of anything, but you know, it, it was fun. They 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 always treated me well, and uh, it was a lot of fun to play in front of the the fans and the support that they gave us. And it it was anyway. So it was fun, and our team was named like the most creative, the fun one. Like yeah, we yeah. were the we were the fun team for sure. <laughs> yeah, we were cool. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't remember the years. Like I'm all confused now because of the time frames. Uh, the one in Kazan. Yeah, that we had been. Benson and Nikita on the bench. It would have been. What year the, was that? I was coming from Automobile, so it would have been 2000. Because of like the pandemic, it's all confusing for me mm -hmm. now because we 15, missed a few. 17. Yeah. Was it 19, maybe 20? I don't know. Like 21. Maybe it was. Yeah, it would have been. Oh, yeah, it was my last year in Auto, so it would have been what, 22, 21. 19? I can't remember. 18 maybe 18 or 19 no this one was 19 this one was 19 that one yeah yeah i think it was 19 that was it says on the look it says on the front oh yeah that's right 18 yeah so that's 18 i told Santa. you it's one of the best years of my life yeah so 19 19 so maybe 19 19 yeah it would have been 19. anyways it was after kazakhstan yeah, it was 19, yeah. but the most important part is benson was able to have fun with you i mean he yes. was little i'm not sure if he remembers yeah. 
he was but he got a couple other games after that he was in moscow as well so that was uh was nice for him as well my last year do you help him to learn the game of hockey not just skating like to learn more about hockey yes and no he's he's hard he doesn't listen to me so i mean oh, one day sure maybe, maybe he will maybe if he asks when i try to help him he's like i know that i know but this will be his first year actually playing hockey on a team so um he was really into football uh the last couple of years in germany and and playing but um yeah he'll he'll play this year and we'll see where it goes but i mean if he ever asks any questions or anything like that i mean obviously i'm i'm happy to help but i mean i'm not I'm not going to push him. He can kind of sort out his things on his own. And I'm um, definitely going to support him and watch him. And it will be fun to see him out there. Um, but yeah, I haven't really been doing much with him so far. <laughs> so we'll see how, how things go uh, in the next couple of years. Maybe we should have like a parenting meeting because I can hear Nikita in Benson's words. It's like anything yeah. you say, he sounds like a teenager. Like, uh, I know, oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely had those the last couple of weeks, so uh, we're we're getting used to or not getting used to or trying to sort that out. <laughs> Does it make you feel old? Like, oh my God, look at this guy! He's growing so fast, and he knows everything. I can't tell him anything. Um, I think yes and no. I mean, you don't feel old, but even you look at him and he's like, oh, well, he's seven, or he's doing this, or he's doing that, or just how time goes by. I mean. Just coming home, I mean, I've been gone pretty much from home for like 22 years. So it's, it doesn't feel like that, but it was. And now you're like, holy, like, you know, time, time goes by quickly. So, um, yeah, I think that's why it's exciting to, to be able to, to be back home and, you know, take all these things in that you know, a lot of these things I've missed uh, over the years or, you know, being around for Christmas or New Year's or, you know, birthday parties that I've missed. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, it will be a new, a new exciting part of my life at home yeah at home yeah <laughs> <laughs> but still what was your favorite arena in the KHL and in the NHL uh NHL probably Montreal um it's just I mean there's so much history on that team and it's one of the biggest ranks and the fans are insane every every game and just uh being able to play a few games from Montreal and some of them be at home uh and even some some games as a visitor um you know the crowd would be being saying you wouldn't want them to get on a roll because you would not be able to hear yourself think um in uh in the khl when astana built their new rink uh you know that was one of the one of the best in the league um and to to be able to call that uh home it was always fun to play there um you know some of our playoff runs against tractor um having the, the arena sold out and you know winning one of those first playoff series ever for that for that uh, organization was uh was definitely a something a feeling that i'll never forget and you know just uh you know having everybody behind us and and be able being able to to do that at home was it was fun and and then i always like you know going to to, to moscow to play um you know the new vtb arena is very nice and before that uh you know seska arena when it was first opened and it seemed like all the moscow teams were playing out of there but uh, <laughs> it was uh it was always fun to come and, and play you know it's kind of like the heart of russia and uh, uh, to be able to play in moscow was always a, a treat what about the old seska arena like the classic one the you know what one. i I didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, I liked the rink, but I didn't like mm -hmm. playing. The, the ice was terrible. It was really hard to move on. And 
I mean, I know there's a lot of history and, you know, warming up and seeing all the pitchers and, and that, that was, that was very cool. But as a player to play on that, you know, I was happy when that wasn't, uh, wasn't in the league anymore and we didn't have to play on the ice. It sounds like I am the only person who loved that arena. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of the Seska teams that loved it because I'm pretty sure they did pretty well there. So um, not many teams winning in that, uh, that arena against them. I can't, I can't be nice all the time. So I have to ask you about the Olympics. Like, you know, we cannot predict just every single thing in this world. And basically when NHLers were not able to go to the Olympics, Team Canada and Team USA well, were able to choose to invite anyone they want to. Was that hard for you? Honestly, not really, because there's not really anything I could have done about it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I made my decision a couple of years prior to that. If it was something that maybe I would have done a month before and then I changed. But when I, you know, made the decision and to, you know, take Kazakh's citizenship, you know, that wasn't even on the table. So, yeah, in hindsight, looking back, yeah, maybe I would have done things differently. But, um, you know, at the time there was no other options and that was, you know, something that I wanted the opportunity to do. And I, I got that opportunity to try and qualify with Kazakhstan and then also to play in the World Championships. Um, you know, who knows, maybe I wouldn't have made Team Canada, you never know, so. Well, maybe you will be coaching yeah. them their Olympic gold. Yeah. You, you never know, that's what yeah, I'm I, I mean, I think it, it would have been really cool to be able to play uh, in the Olympics and then having teammates and, you know, other players that I was playing against go. Um, it was cool to watch them play and, and to see that, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not something that you can sit back and, and you know beat yourself up over. It's not. It didn't change my career. It would have just been an experience that I didn't have, and you know, I've had a lot of great experiences. And even playing with Team Kazakhstan, I had a lot of uh, great experiences, and and hopefully brought some joy and some happiness and some good, good memories to to that country as well in international hockey. Unfortunately, we weren't able to, to ever qualify for Olympics uh, when we were playing, but, you know, maybe one day they'll be able to, and that would be, you know, a huge uh, accomplishment for, for them. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's life. If, if only you knew everything all the time. And again, it's, um, yeah, it's not something that I lost too much sleep over. Well, you know, I'm really surprised that you haven't said a single thing about Winnipeg Jets. What if somebody watches and they're like, oh my God, we were really interested in hiring Nigel Dose for doing something for Winnipeg Jets, but he didn't say a thing about Jets. <laughs> yeah, well, the, you know, they're, uh, the city is happy when they move back. I think the last few years have been a little bit up and down, but, um, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, how the team goes this year. and. It'll also be interesting as a fan to, to go and watch. I mean, I've never been able to to take Benson to an NHL game or any hockey game, really, because he's always been <laughs> watching me. So it's um, it'll be nice to kind of take those kind of uh, experiences in together and just then go and watch hockey and watch, you know, the best players in the world play and compete against each other. And, um, you know, the it's great to have them back in the city. I know they left when I was probably about seven or eight. So to have them back, the, you know, the last 10 years or so, uh, you know, I've been able to, to see some really, really fun games in the playoffs and some big games. And, um, you know, when, when they're going well and they're playing well and, and they're in the playoffs, I mean, there's nothing like that in the city. And the whole city jumps on board and, um, you know, their, their playoff run to the conference finals 
you know, something that I'll never forget. And I was just, you know, going to watch the games and, and kind of enjoy that and taking some of the parties and then the celebrations. So, um, you know, hopefully they can get back to that level and, and get uh, the whole city, um, you know, on board again. Well, you said it's too early and you are enjoying your life. I believe you, but you probably still have some ideas like what kind of things you would like to try being a TV reporter, play-by-play, -play, um, hockey operations, something, coaching youth, youth team, something. Give me something. I wish I could. I mean, honestly, like I saw this mm -hmm. probably the most asked question to me in the last three months and I mm -hmm. still have the same answer. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to be next. I'm probably going to take a year or so to just enjoy life, go on some trips and do things that I haven't been able to do in the winter. So, you know, I, I'd like to stay in the game of hockey. Um, at this point, I don't see it being like coaching or something, but you know, things can change and, you know, I'm going to probably meet people uh talk to some people over over the winter and you never know what might come up you never know uh where things might head but um you know right now i'm kind of enjoying not having a schedule and just being able to to do what uh what we want to do each day uh that will change once benson goes back to school but um you know for now it's been a good summer and we've got some trips uh planned over over this winter and um yeah i'll just kind of see where this next year takes me i just remembered you guys went to Vegas for Stanley Cup Finals. Yes, yeah. How yeah, was we, it? Uh, it was it was really cool. I mean, we it, we didn't plan it out of there. We were there for our, our wedding anniversary, and it happened to to fall over, you know, Game Five. And you know, I bought tickets before the series started, just in case. And you know, who like couldn't have dreamt that there was going to be the Stanley Cup clinching game. So the the atmosphere, the fans, the city, uh, the players. I mean, everything was was so cool uh, even just as a hockey fan let alone having played hockey and having it been been a dream of mine at one point but just to to go and watch and experience that and, and you know even cassie you know loved it and i mean vegas knows how to put on a show and i can't imagine a, a better place to to win a cup and um you know I, i knew a few of the guys on the team from from winnipeg that i had trained with in in past years so to see them win it and and be able to celebrate and, and just to have that experience is um you know it's kind of just a lucky lucky coincidence that we were there at the right time right place and um so yeah we're really happy that we were able to get tickets and uh experience uh them winning the stanley cup that's pretty cool well thank you for your time i will have to call you again in a year and then in five years so we can <laughs> hear your answers yeah. or maybe you will become an nhl coach by that time and you will say no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for having me and uh, it's good to talk to you again thank you uh, you're welcome